0: 10 the podcast 10 minutes every 10 days. My name is John Wilkerson. Well I just got back from watching Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And have some I have some interesting thoughts about this movie. And for anyone who is concerned about it, this is your spoiler warning. I am going to be talking about elements of the movie. And if you don't want to be spoiled, you probably want to skip this one. So I did not see the first Jurassic World. Not that it really makes too much of a difference when it comes to this film, because the theme, well, the main theme that I got from this movie is that the lives of dinosaurs are more important than the lives of people. Well, certain people, anyway. It was amazing to me how the characters in this movie were completely willing to risk the lives of hundreds, thousands, and in fact, millions of people in order to save the lives of dinosaurs so the initial premise of the movie is that there's an environmental group i guess started by the woman who was in the first jurassic world movie the redhead i don't i don't know what the character's name is i don't even know what the actress's name is i know i'm terrible with these things but she has started She's part of this activist group that wants to save the dinosaurs. And the interesting thing about all this, you know, they're they're worried about these dinosaurs dying, and yet they're all genetic experiments that could technically be recreated again. Now, I understand the idea that these particular animals have lives, but... If the idea is just to save the dinosaurs, you could just make new ones. But it's these specific ones that needed to be saved, because I guess people have some kind of emotional attachment to them, even though they went on a rampage and killed and maimed hundreds of people. So an expeditionary group gets sent to the island to save the dinosaurs, and... She's part of it. She goes back and gets Chris Pratt. (laughs) Who, uh, Chris Pratt. We're going to just call him Chris Pratt because I don't know the character's name. Who raised one of the raptors. And they need to get the raptor back because the raptor is very important. Because it's so super intelligent. And again, because apparently we don't have any genetic samples where we could clone this thing. But, the, you know, the lives of these dinosaurs, they're, they're important. And I really like the fact that in the beginning, Jeff Goldblum's character says, you know, it's tragic and sad, but we need to let these things die. But people, people don't care. And one thing leads to another. Our heroes are double-crossed. And the dinosaurs are actually being auctioned off. And a couple of things ensue, you know, adventure ensues. And they save the life of this dinosaur. They save the life of Blue that was injured and shot while being taken off the island because you got to save Blue. And so what happens is these dinosaurs are getting auctioned off to the highest bidder. And at some point, things go awry. And part of that leads to a situation where the dinosaurs are being poisoned. And they're let out of their cages. And the adults realize that, hey, we can't really let these things loose in the wild. But, of course, there's this 11-year-old girl that has been part of the plot the whole time. And she releases the dinosaurs because they're alive like her. Now, I, I get that people have an attachment to animals. I get that. I understand it. But the whole premise that just because they're alive they have the same intrinsic moral value as a human life it is unbiblical. And I know this is going to be an unpopular topic, especially with people who are pet lovers, and I'm going to say that I think that goes for pets too. We live in an age where... We are beginning to see that the lives of pets, which people don't even call them pets anymore, some people don't, are just as valuable or, or, or are viewed as just as valuable as a human life. Now, the Bible's very clear that human life is exceptional. And as an exceptional form of life, because we're created in the image of God, we're also to be stewards over God's creation. But the lives of animals are starting to be lifted up above the lives of humans. We're seeing rescue operations take place for animals. And we're seeing so much money spent in the pet industry. And I wonder where this is going to end. Where is this going to go? I don't know if you recall the whole situation with the one Monkey that took a picture of itself, took a selfie, and the photographer was very got very famous over it. And an activist group sued on behalf of the monkey because it should have rights to the photograph. Now they they lost that suit, but these are the kinds of things that are happening. That people are elevating, or rather, should I say, idolizing the lives of animals. People call their dogs their fur babies. I've heard the phrase dog (laughs) tur in reference to someone's dog. And dogs are replacing children in the lives of millennials. They don't want children, but they're willing to take care of a dog. So where does this all end? Where does this unbalanced view of animal life end? Now, again, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we should abuse animals. I'm not saying that animals should be thrown away. In fact, I think what has happened in the United States and around the world with pets and the breeding and how all that is done is just despicable. I don't think I'd ever buy a dog from a pet store. But it's getting to the point where I, I wonder if the next thing will be that the ASPCA will no longer euthanize animals. And then what? What does society do with all of these animals? And then next thing you know, well, we can't spay and neuter them because it's against their will. Where does this all end? And I'm not trying to make the slippery slope argument. I'm just kind of observing and saying this is how things happen with society and with people who aren't directed by God, who don't have a biblical foundation in the way that they direct their lives. We extend our idea of the image of God to animals. And that's really what what it's coming down to, is people think... The reason we value human life is because human life bears the image of God, and people are falsely seeing animals as bearing the image of God. Maybe I'm off. Let me know. Get in contact with me. John at StrugglingForPurpose.com Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You've been listening to 10 The Podcast, 10 minutes every 10 days. Thanks for sticking me in your ears.